Welcome back. Uh, let's gather back together. I'm going to read our uh, theme uh, scripture, the Psalm, Psalm 133, a song of ascents of David. Once again, and this is the NIV version. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling down on Mount Zion. For there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. Let's pray. God, thank you for your word and thank you for uh, the word of the Psalms that we have such a beautiful um, book in the Bible um, that pulls at our heartstrings, that um, is musical, is poetic, um, speaks to um, deep emotions and experiences, um, not just in our head, but um, in our hearts. And so uh, I pray that all of us can respond to your word as a community, as um, siblings in Jesus Christ, that through worship, we're brought together in unity. And this is the picture um, that's painted in this psalm of the people of Israel rising up um, the steps to Jerusalem to worship together. And that this worshiping together is so beautiful and so precious, um, um, a gift um, from above. And so may that be the reality among us as we uh, worship you and as we interact with your word in Christ's name amen amen well um, our overpacked lives can rob us of the opportunity to learn from the past we struggle to remember what we did just a week ago here we can benefit uh, from taking time to look back over our the past week over our lives uh, and intentionally reviewing our interactions, our responses, our feelings and intentions, taking stock of our week and examining our lives. We can avoid letting uh, the day speed by and slow down into the rhythm that God has for our daily lives. We can pause to learn more about ourselves and about God's activity in our lives. So we're going to take some time to look back at your past week and review. And rather than interpreting or justifying or rationalizing, um, the intention here is to just observe and remember um, your life in the past week, how you lived it, and allow your mind to wander um, in that place, uh, in the places and situations you've been in, and to notice the details. Um, and I have some questions here for us to reflect on. Um, the questions in this exercise should help you bring your specific experiences in the mind. So basically we're examining our past week just to take stock of our week and slow down and see what God brings up as we remember the things um, that we did and the experiences we had. So take some time, get in a comfortable place. Uh, a time, if you have a journal, bring that out. Um, and then we'll move more into the passage. 
When or where in the past week were you cooperating most fully with God's action in your life? And when were you resisting? Second question, what habits and life patterns do you notice from the past week? Third question, what changes have you made in your life in the past few months? What were expected? What were planned? What surprised you the most? Fourth question, what have you lost recently in your life? Have you taken the time to grieve the losses? Have you stopped to celebrate the living victories or the big wins? Take some more time to reflect on those questions and journal whatever comes up. If you want to journal or just write down on a piece of paper or just make a mental note of your past week, taking stock of it, examining your experiences. All at once they wash away As you walk by Out of my My thoughts fly away All the things I long to hear Suddenly they reappear You say in that hour Your holy power Will wipe away my fears And I, I can hear you cry out loud When you answer me me oh and I once again I am revived when you answer me you answer you answer me you answer me with love love of lying laying with the land in greener fields with all my zeal is hard to comprehend 
standing, I can hardly catch my breath. Seeing this, I wonder how you have any love left me not alone when I did not believe through the darkness, through the darkness you answer me. And now I will uh, read Psalm 133 again, a song of ascents of David. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. It is as if, as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. The first thing to notice about the Psalms is that the subtitle is A Song of Ascents of David. And we know that the some of the Psalms in this uh, section of uh, the book of Psalms are called A Song of Ascents. And the reason why they're called a song of ascent is because that means walking up towards a place. So these are songs or psalms that were sung by people who were worshiping as they're walking up uh, towards the temple in Jerusalem. We know that Jerusalem was actually on an elevated place. So when people say, I went up to Jerusalem, when the Bible says, I went up to Jerusalem, it's literally they were walking up in elevation from the desert valley up to Jerusalem. And the temple itself was on a mount, right? On a, an elevated position. And the priests and the people who were worshiping would actually step, uh, climb the steps of the temple up towards and and as they're climbing upward elevating towards the temple they would stop and sing these songs of ascents the songs of rising up and so the image here is 
as the people are singing this, as they're going up in worship, that they're rejoicing and they're celebrating in the goodness of what it means to worship together as God's people, people worshiping together. And we talk about unity in our world all the time, like, let's be unified. Why can't we just all get along? Unity, unity, unity. But really, some of our pictures of unity or the things of uh, our images of unity or experience of unity are very shallow. They have nothing to do with God. They have nothing to do with true unity. Maybe unity means just agreeing about the same things. In that sense, if we just agreed about the same things, it would just be birds of a feather flock together, right? We think the same way. We have the same political leanings. We uh, sing the same songs. We wear the same clothes. We are the same social economic class. So we come together and we're unified. We're unified because our preferences are the same. But this is not a biblical unity. This is not a unity that brings all members of the family together. A world sense of unity may simply mean, you know, the coming together of people who share the same preferences. But biblically, unity is diversity and togetherness. Diversity and togetherness. So we see this in the book of Acts. We see this um, all throughout scripture, that God's people though different, though coming from different backgrounds, you know, though there's conflict and tension, yet because Christ is our peace, who's bringing us together by the power of the cross and the resurrection life, we who shouldn't have any business being together are together. And this is the sense that we get in this worship because as we today come to worship, when we go to church or into a sanctuary or we turn on the stream of worship service, we need to know that worship is not just, you know, a performance or a concert. We come to listen to music. We come to play some games. We come to hear um, a celebrity pastor give some good teaching. But worship is something that the people of God have done for years and years and generations and generations, hundreds of years since ancient times. And since ancient times, the people of God have approached the temple, have come to gather in the presence of God to worship as family, as siblings, as brothers and sisters. And this is what the psalmist is saying. When we do this, when we come to God and worship, how good and pleasant it is to come in unity. And that image of walking up the stairs and each step rising, rising higher to the temple and stopping to give praise or to read out a line of the song also kind of gives this image of process, right? That as we're walking up, as we're in the community, going together in the presence of God, our hearts are changing. Our hearts are being shaped, right? And this is the case for us as the people of God, as a church, when we come together to worship. We come from all different places. And this is why I had us reflect on our past week. 
All of us had different experiences. All of us had different weeks. Some of us may have had awesome weeks. Good things happened. I was happy and joyful. It was the best week of my life. Some of us was like, would be like, man, this past week was disastrous, right? So many bad things happened, right? If a bad thing could happen, it happened, right? And some of us were like, meh, you know? I was, I was barely, like, I was so busy I could barely focus on what was going on with me during this week. And so we come with different experiences during the week. And yet we come together and we sing and we worship the one true God. So what does it look like? Worship is not just um, coming to hear, like I said, a concert of songs or going through the motions or listening to some person give an amazing teaching. But worship is God's people coming together and being shaped into one family, wherever you're coming from. Happy, sad, joyful, mourning, lament, frustrated, angry, open and joyful. Wherever you're coming, we're walking up ascending towards the presence in the temple of God. And as we're worshiping, our hearts are shaped. We're not coming to something that's already catering to what we want or what we need or what we prefer, but we are being changed, right? We are being changed in worshiping together. And that's unity. When we hit a rock and we hit something different in our lives and we crash into that and we're like fresh whatever the ah oh, i'm that's weird or oh that frustrates me or that angers me we deal with that in our heart and that's true unity and it can be hard it can be hard right i always wondered before i became a pastor right how do pastors preach with such fire or like they always look like they're smiling every Sunday. How do they do it every Sunday? Aren't there Sundays where the pastor is tired or the pastor is depressed or the pastor is sad? Like, I don't want to be a pastor because I have to be on all the time every week. And let me tell you people, that's not the case, right? I am not on. That has been my experience as a pastor. I am not on every Sunday. And you may be asking, so does that mean that you're putting on a performance or you're just acting happy when you're not happy? And some of that may be the case. Some of that actually, yeah. Part of leadership is setting an example, you know, even when you don't feel like it. But I think part of it is also that in the act, that I'm not just doing this because it's my job, that as I'm leading us in a sermon or leading us in worship, that is my act of worship as well. And there have been Sundays that as I'm singing or as I'm reading from the scripture or as I'm preaching and teaching, that my heart in that day, in that moment, is also changing, is also being shaped in that moment. Amen? And that's what we believe as a people. We don't come to just consume something, a product, 
but we come into the dynamic presence of God and the Holy Spirit who shapes us as we worship. And this is what David is saying in the song. When we come together like this, how good and pleasant it is. And the imagery in the psalm is, right? It's a song of ascent. So we're going up towards Jerusalem. We're going up towards the temple. But the, the counter image is, it's like precious oil it being poured on the head of Aaron, running down the beard, running down his collar of his robe. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion, where the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. So there's this image of upward movement, but then the rest of the psalm, there's this counter movement downward, right? The oil literally going down lavishly, Aaron's head and beard, his robe just dripping off, dripping down. And then the second image of the dew Mount Hermon was north of Jerusalem, and it's even a higher elevation than the valleys of the Jordan. So the dew is like another word for maybe the snows of Mount Hermon melting, the, you know, and the water flowing down from the melted snow, right? And rivers and streams, right? So this upward and then this downward, and this downward kind of waters, the second waters, this downward motion is, is a blessing. These waters that are coming down or this oil that's coming down is a blessing and it's abundant, right? It's not just, oh, let's put a drop of oil on Aaron's head. It's like, let's pour oil. And we're, you know, we're naturally uh, thrown back or thrown forward to the New Testament when the women, woman, anoints Jesus's head with oil and perfume and wipes his feet with her hair. This image of lavish love, of lavish blessing. And as Aaron, the priest, that is, Aaron is the priest, right? Anointed by God, established by Moses. As he's being anointed, there's excess, right? There's abundance, and this oil is dripping down. It's like, it's, it's so lavish and so excess that it's being wasted. But then when we turn to the dew, the dew, the waters falling down from Mount Zion, it says, for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. That this, these waters going down the mountain are blessing the valley below that there's so much abundance, there's so much dripping down that almost like a trickle-down effect, right? Like Aaron's head is being anointed at the top. Mount Hermon is being anointed, if you will, at the top. But the excess is dripping down below to the valleys below and blessing. It says this is how the Lord blesses with life forevermore. What an image of worship, right? It's an image of worship for me as a minister, as a pastor leading worship. There are times when I feel, oh, what am I doing? I'm just standing here, you know? 
there are times in my worst moments, I'm just doing these rote things. I'm just performing to nothingness. There's no effect. And I get sad. I'm like, what is my life worth? What am I doing? Who am I influencing? But the image here is like, even the priest or the pastor, right? Being anointed, right? This God's abundance is dripping down and, and it's a blessing to the people receiving. Not that I'm like this elevated person, but the point is, right? That there, there's this blessing that's controlled by God, that's blessing and that's trickling down and it's so rich and it's so excessive that many, many, many people um, can benefit from it. And the same thing with the dew, right? It's so, there's so much excess uh, that it's running down in rivers and streams and feeding the valley before and feeding growth and abundance. And we need to remember this as a church, I believe, that worship is not just an event or worship is coming together to worship in the sanctuary as a church is not just this going through the motions or like this tradition where nobody knows like why we do it, why should we do it? It's just a program, right? But worshiping and coming together is an act that the people are commanded, the people of God have done since ancient times, that we come together in a song of ascents, right? Approaching the throne of God. And as we worship, we're sent out from this place, transformed, and we've been blessed, but also not just blessed to be blessed on our own, like, oh, we're glowing with happiness. We've received, we've eaten, right? Like the running backs. Feed me, feed me. But that when we go out from this place with the benediction and the sending, that the valleys below, the people, our neighbors all around, rub off on our oily cells. <laughs> right? It's like we're oily and we're like rubbing off oil on people. Here, get a little of my greasiness. Here, touch my greasy hair, right? the greasy love of God, the greasy, you know, glory of God and abundance of God. Greasy, greasy, everyone get greasy. Amen. The Lord bestows his blessing because God's people worship and our witness, our unity is a witness to all people, right? How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. That as we worship together in unity and we live together in unity, that is a blessing to everyone around us because people are like, how is that happening? I, I wanna have what they're having, right? It's so odd, right? For people who are different, a community of difference to live together in unity that people are like, how is that happening? This, this doesn't happen in our society. And it's so odd. And they want that. And it's a blessing of oil pouring down. Amen. So I'm going to read this passage again. 
And mind you, we're continuing to respond in our comments in the Facebook comments where we're continuing to journal, we're continuing to respond in our hearts to scripture. But the beginnings of a new season give us opportunities to pause and consider and process changes in our lives. Spring is such a time, right? The seasons are changing, new life is happening. Uh, you may be undergoing a lot of transformation and change and transition in your life right now. The seasons, the beginning of seasons also give us the opportunity to express gratitude and be grateful for the new things and gifts that we've been given along the way. And having spent time as we have today remembering and reflecting, it seems natural to want to respond in some way. Take some time to reflect and listen to the words of this passage again. Uh, whatever word or image that you wrote down that stuck out to you in the initial readings, reflect on that. Take time to journal or pray. Uh, pray out loud in the comments expressing your thoughts on the actions, attitudes, feelings, and interactions you've remembered as a part of this time together, this exercise uh, in spiritual formation. You might need to seek forgiveness, ask for direction, share a concern, express gratitude, a prayer of praise, or resolve, uh, or resolve to make changes and move forward, accountability, application. Allow your observations to guide your responses. And here are uh, a few questions. Uh, I'll read the passage first again. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It is the precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. Beginning today, how do you want to live your life differently? What patterns do you want to keep living tomorrow? What things do you need to see with new eyes? What new opportunities can you think of to serve your neighbors in the next few weeks? Take some time to reflect as the worship music plays. And um, if you want to pray out or cry out or write anything in the comments uh, to share with the whole community, please do so. Please feel free to do so. Let's reflect. Let me be filled with kindness and compassion for the one the one for whom you loved and gave your son for humanity increase my love help me to love with open arms like you do love that erases all the lines and sees the truth 
Oh, that when they look in my eyes, they would see you. Even with just a smile, they would feel the Father's love. Oh, how you love us. From the homeless to the famous and in between. Formed us, you made us carefully. Because in the end, we're all your children. Help me to love with open arms like you do. A love that erases all the lies and sees the truth. All that when they look in my eyes, they would see you. Even with just a smile, they would feel the Father's love. Let all my life tell of who you are. And the wonders of your never-ending love. Let all my life tell of who you are. That you're wonderful such a good father let all my life tell of who you are and the wonders of your never-ending love let all my life tell of who you are that you're wonderful such a good father Help me to love with open arms like you do. Love that erases all the lines and sees the truth. All that when they look in my eyes, they would see you. Even with just a smile, they would feel the Father's love. Even with just a smile, they would feel the Father's love. Even with just a smile, you would feel the Father's God, thank you for this time of worship. God, thank you that you are drawing us together as your family in worship and praise of you. And as we come together as a family in all of our differences and all of our uh, various experiences, um, wherever we're coming from, that we're shaped by your word, we're shaped by your presence, we're shaped by worshiping, that very act of worshiping together. It shapes us, transforms us, and sends us out as a blessing to the world. May we go from this place changed um, by your abundant love and presence. 
And may we pour out our love on one another. In Jesus' name, amen.